that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Welcome to Love Lighthouse Podcast. In the broadcast today, this is going to be about praising God. I'm going to talk about this praising God in the midst of, you know, people that are really negative about you um, because the favour of God's on you. They want to try and bring you down. They might be making false accusations against you. They might be saying things. Um, they might dress it up as like, oh, it's just a laugh um, or whatever. But they're negative about your success, your achievements. What happens in that situation? Um, I'm going to talk to you about this. I'm going to talk about being faithful to God no matter what. I'm going to talk about peer pressure, not bowing to negative people and keeping on the path of the righteous, being at one with God and keeping aligned there. So this is a really, can be a really difficult thing for people. Like, um, I just give praise to God and thanks to God that I have the ability to do this, to be able to be dedicated and faithful. There are many people that are not faithful um, to God because they can't see God. And when they see the favour that is on your life or see that you're achieving things, they can try to bring you down. And there's there can be a group of negativity or negative people. Um, negativity sometimes, what is it? Misery links company, that kind of thing. And so at times you're going to have to go alone and you're going to have to even rejoice. You're going to have to be happy, but on your own at times or with small, unique groups. And this is what this is all about today. Sometimes that happens and that is why I think that many people are unfaithful to God because it takes courage to actually stand in alignment with God when you have a bunch of naysayers or people who are negative or draw negative opinions on you because of the favour, because of God in the alignment with God. That can be really difficult. And most often people will choose other humans to flock to even if it means it makes their life shiz, awful, negative and bad and just a downward spiral to hell. A lot of people will choose that unfaithfulness to God and being around people like that or choosing to be nasty to people who the favour is on as opposed to seeking more of God because God is invisible and it takes the strength and courage to sometimes therefore stand on your own in God and with God. This is why I think it happens lemmings so it's vitally important not to be a lemming I would liken it to this it's like um if you think about it what would you rather choose would you rather choose a category or a group of people that when you have a project or something going really right for you or an achievement that you're making um you're walking through with God and doing really well and you want to build on that you want to keep going with that would you choose a category of people that yeah want to build and do great things with you want to celebrate your achievements they're like okay let's celebrate the fact that you've achieved this this is really great that you've done this and um, this is really an amazing um, way to be building let's build together or would you choose people that are like making uh, false or rude remarks or accusations about you really angry about your um doing really well and um being really negative and nasty and going in the downward spiral to hell like i think it's pretty easy for anyone in the right frame of mind anyone that's of sane sound mind um that you would choose the category that is happy for your success happy for your achievements 
And okay, I think that we can say that that is a fair point and I'm glad that you agree with me on that. Okay. So there we go. This is why these different kind of things like this happen, but we must um, always put God first. It's never right to put a bunch of negative, nasty people or a negative um, frame of mind over that of God. God deserves our praise and our rejoice, no matter what unfaithful people say. He always deserves our praise for the goodness that he gives to us and that's vital that we remember that and no one else should be put in a pedestal just because they're you know they're shout or they're nasty or negative remarks they should never get that that position it is always to be given to God and no one is above God it's kind of like the creator or the creation there are pots that are made some are made as it is said in the Bible, for honour and others that are made for dishonour. Choose wisely. So that's what I want to say about that. It's obviously important for us to be in that frame of mind of choosing um, the honourable situations and respectful situations of rejoicing and giving praise to God. So I mean, so much thanks for that. Um, even to have that wisdom, to be in that category, to say no to the opposite kind of category and people like that. So vitally important. Now we're going to look at some of the scriptures for today as well. Ah, before we go on though, just talking a wee bit more about faithfulness. Um, yeah, a lot of people, as I say, are like lemmings and just go off in their own negativity um, if they're kind of like angry about, you know, you doing well because they've said no to God, but you've said yes and then the favour is on you so they get annoyed about that and try to attack you. Um, when that happens, again, as I say, it's because these people can't trust and have faith in that which is the Holy Spirit, which is invisible, um, which we do put our faith in. And that is often the case of unfaithfulness as opposed to those that can be faithful. And as I say, like, what would you, like, in, a, in your right mind, in a sane mind, would you think that this is appropriate? That just because someone can't see you, for example, that you're in a relationship with, if you go out of the country or out of um, the city or away for, like, a day, a few days, a, a month, whatever it is for your project that you're doing, but you're doing it faithfully... Would it be okay if the person that you were with, just because they couldn't see you during that time, that they decided that they would then be unfaithful with someone else and be with someone else? Would that be appropriate? It would never be appropriate. So in our sane and right minds, we know, thanks to God, that of course, faithfulness is always important, whether or not you can see the other person in question. And that is key to the faithfulness with God and these entire situations of what to do when we are rejoicing, we're giving praise, but others are unfaithful and don't like that. Well, too bad. <laughs> so we're going to go and have a look at some of the scriptures for today, as I said.
um, you can have a look through and see what is happening in the Jewish calendar. And we will see what's happening here in John as well. Jesus at the Feast of Booths. After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jewish Feast of Booths was at hand. So his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast, I am not going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. But after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. The Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, Where is he? And there was much muttering about him among the people, while some said, He is a good man, others said, No, he is leading the people astray. Yet for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. About the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began teaching. The Jews therefore marvelled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true. And in him there is no falsehood. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered. You have a demon. Who is seeking to kill you? Jesus answered them. I did one work, and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision, so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this man whom they seek to kill? And here he is, speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from. And when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed, as he taught in the temple, You know me, and you know where I come from, 
but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, when the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him and the chief priests and Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer and then I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks Greeks, and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, you will seek me and you will not find me? And where I am, you cannot come. On the, feast day of the, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some of the people said, This really is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why did you not bring him? And the officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered them, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to him before, and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. They went each to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus 
was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Again Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You're bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I came, where I come from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. He said to him, therefore, Where is your Father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. These words he spoke in the treasury, as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. So he said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself? Since he says where I am going, you cannot come. He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sin. I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge. But he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father and you do what you have heard 
from your father? They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honour my father and you dishonour me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? And the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me. Of whom you say, He is our God, but you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You're not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. I talked about this yesterday, I did a little bit of a, a discussion on this um, with the the Facebook video that um, was broadcast from um, Costa Coffee and it was really good, it, it talks about this, about what's happening and then the fact that people, even people that don't believe in God and Christ are actually getting to go about their day and be in a coffee shop or do other things and not actually take part in the links of the Judaic um, system of, uh, you know, the, the whole Feast of Booths or when they were doing Yom Kippur, all these different festivals. The reason 
that they are not having any backlash with regards to that on a human level and not being told off or herded up or made to go and do this or questioned as to why on earth they are not doing it is because of Christ, is the salvation of Christ. Has Christ not come? Had we not known that divergence in our way? Had the Christianity not flourished? Um, every single person that is not taking part in these festivals would be questioned at this time as to what in God's name, well, what are they doing? And they wouldn't really be doing what they're doing. Perhaps many of these shops and things wouldn't even be opened. The reason that they're allowed to be opened is because of the grace of God through Jesus Christ coming and changing these different things, changing these types of laws and systems. And it's it's something else to watch many people, uh, yeah, it's great that they can enjoy it, but it's also watching many people take it for granted and then like turn around and say they're not a believer of anything. It's like, well, you know, we actually turned around that system through Christ. You're living in the year 2022 as you know it because of Christ. Is it not adding up? Is it not making sense? The world was on the go long before um, 2022 years ago. All right, it did just start then. And I know many people that, especially people that take science, are like, well, that's obvious. Um, but many people don't and they forget that or they get caught up in just what they think they see in front of them, just what they have been told. It's like there's so much more before Christ even came. He still was, but before he manifested, as it said even in the scriptures there, before even Abraham, he was, I am. In other words, he's, he is God in the flesh. Like God has always been here. Um, and that's what he means by that. So there was so much going on before that. It, it had to take something, didn't it, to change your life so that you wouldn't be doing Sukkot today. Now, some of you are obviously going to be doing Sukkot, but plenty of you coming here or listening to this won't be. So you have to understand that the, the reason that you're not doing that is because there was a change. Something did take place. Someone did come. Someone had a lot of followers and they have changed the world and even given a new calendar a new timeline we can't ignore that it's kind of difficult too isn't it so there we go it's a little bit more to ponder upon for some people a little bit of obvious um stuff for others but yeah something for some people to kind of wakey wakey about um there we go many blessings have a great day, have a great um, weekend, whether you're observing Sukkot or not, and whether you are understanding and the grace in Christ, but whether you're still quite interested in doing some of these things anyway, even though you have the grace of Christ, but the grace continue to be upon you during this time. And we just give all the praise and honour and thanks to God for the ability to even be like this without it. Otherwise, you would probably all be her- being herded up right now and told off for not doing it. So thanks and let's praise God once more for the ability to take our time with these festivals, for not to be Hitlerized about it all because we're not doing it a certain way, although I know that might sound um, interesting. 
because obviously it was Hitler that went after many of the Jews. But you know what I'm saying, that the strange and interesting thing about this is, is that before Hitler took place, there was a lot of Hitlerization types of situations in the Judaic line where, as you can hear in the scriptures, even Christ, because he was quite different, he he wasn't even doing what many of the people in the coffee shop were doing. He was actually going and attending some of these things. He just happened to be doing a lot more miracles, a lot more good works, for example, on the Sabbath, doing things that were kind of, you know, as I say, out of character of the, the normal Jews there. But um, he wasn't going to the lens that you and I go to. You know what I mean? Um, and so he was being, you know, really looked upon in an even more, well, it's, it sounds certainly like it, like an even more judgmental stance than what Hitler certainly took. And that is not to say that that is ever okay, that that was all right. No, it's not. It's not justifying it in any way, shape or form. I do not do that. Thank you very much. But it's just to put it into perspective that we are actually doing far more, many other people are doing far more of a divergent thing to Judaism than what Christ was doing. The only reason that you are getting away with it is because of Christ. And that is something that every single one of us needs to reflect on and give thanks for. Because there are many people, it's like the situation with the head scarf. I'm not going to go on too much longer with this, but it's like the situation with the headscarf. It's like some people don't even know what the laws are of some of these countries or some of these traditions or some of these other cultures and religious traditions. Some of them, some of you don't even know. But if you step into that situation blatantly waving about, hey, I'm not going to do this because obviously that's taken a bit far, but, um, you know, and that's perhaps maybe the difference in some of these situations, but um, as to why, you know, there's different responses, perhaps. But the ultimate thing is that it's kind of like that. It's like there are so many and not everybody is ready. Not everybody has the wisdom to know why a certain law or moral law for example might be a good thing and it and it perhaps as I say obviously with the grace of Christ it is perhaps not they're being called out of that entirely because Christ has that grace to do that but it's through the grace of Christ that we have that ability to be able to say well you know I don't understand that that particular law I don't I'm not called to be doing that particular observance and it literally is like, or the Feast of Booths, like, I do not know that. I don't know all the different laws about it. It's going to take me time to understand all of that. But I give thanks to God that I have the grace to behave in such a way where, you know, certainly if I'm not sinning on purpose, I'm not going out of my way uh, not to, to do Sukkot. It's just, it's a lot. Many of you will think it is a lot. I'm not the only one that's going to be thinking there's a lot of rules and regulations that surround these different traditions. I'm not the only one to know it. I know even <laughs> Jewish people, even people that are attending in, in these synagogues, a lot of them feel that. I know it. I know it. I know they trust me. I know they feel the same way. They do. 
Um, so it's only through the Holy Spirit that I even have that communion to understand they know that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the same as when like Christ was talking to them. Like I, He knew what they were thinking, but he knew because of the Holy Spirit. Albeit it was a lot more sharper between those two, between Christ and the Jews. It was a lot more difficult because we've got the Holy Spirit not from a fallen Christ who was down on earth, but from a glorified Christ, I have the Spirit. So because it's a higher level of communion with God, I'm therefore able to be at a higher level of communion and communication, therefore on earth, with people that are Jews or Jewish and other that that's the only reason and that is the necessity of having and saying yes to the Holy Spirit and why those as I talked about the categories earlier on today why they are so mad annoyed crazy sending weird uh, projections or saying silly weird rude things is because they don't have that but that is not my fault that's not your fault that's in Christ in accepting Christ or God that's no one else's fault for doing the right thing that's their fault. That's their responsibility for saying no to Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's their unique responsibility. And okay, some might say, well, but what about children though that don't know any better? Yeah, that's that's right. There should be like, as I talked about when we talked about, you know, some people in the, the almost the sending out kind of coming back again. And I'm like, we need to protect the children. We need to make sure that they have that opportunity to grow because it's like anything else. It's the same as being in a different country and not understanding the laws about head covering. Some of the children still have to grow in the way of understanding God and the spirit in terms of how we do things and accepting the Holy Spirit more and shouldn't just be like chucked out, you know what I mean, of situation or sent away or sent out because of that by others, certainly by others as well, oftentimes that don't believe at all, eh, which is an interesting concept entirely. But glory, all glory to God for all this eh, communication, for the ability to do this, um, the praise, all praise and thanksgiving to God entirely. Um, and many blessings to all of you that come to this and understand and listen to me with eh, that peace of mind that understanding and uh, compassion and all those who seek to celebrate with me and who continue to build things that are good with me thank you so much many blessings to you to us and yeah let's hope that those that still need to convert find and gain more wisdom behave themselves do so That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God.